Welcome to Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. At Faith Work, the Lord shall meet your needs according to His riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faith Work and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faith Work Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries. People of God, I believe all of you are doing very well right now because the Lord is with us. He said that I will not leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll be with you always. And if he says he's going to be with you always, there's nothing to fear. For those of you who are online right now, I, I want to encourage you to, to, to be listening to the word of God right now. Because that's what you need in this time that we find ourselves in. This time that we find ourselves, we are in the dangerous times. We are in the terrible times, the times that, uh, in fact, is soon a dream where all of us have to lock ourselves up in the house because we are afraid of an epidemic that can easily, it can easily attract, attract either through air, through getting close to somebody. And this is a moment of fear. This is a moment of, 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 of seriousness. It's a moment that we have to hide ourselves from every trouble. But I can encourage you tonight that uh, the Lord has not forgotten you and you belong to a, a household of faith where these troubles may come. I will say that the trouble, they don't last always. So troubles have an expiry date. Problems have an expiry date. So I want to encourage you tonight that in spite of what you're going through, in spite of what the situation may be, and what it may present to you right now, what I want to encourage you tonight is this. Keep your faith. Let your faith shine in the midst of all the troubles. Let your faith be strong in the Lord in the midst of every circumstance that you find yourself in right now. I know it's hard. I know even staying at home is so boring. Last night I have to just pick some of my children out so that we can just take a walk. Why? Because it's boring. Staying at home all the time. That is not what we, we have actually, we never anticipated this. I've been in this life for almost 44, for almost 44 years. I've never experienced this. I have never done that. Because that because of sickness, all of us have to hide ourselves, all of us have to have to leave. Uh, our regular jobs have to leave our regular place of business and go home. And it's a sad thing. And I'm very happy uh, that uh, for, for some of us who are in Christ, we believe that uh, we are in the household of faith. Uh, nothing will by any means hurt us. Okay, uh, my brothers, I believe you've got a comment that our voice is very low. Send us your comments on, on, on the platform. If my voice is very low, we can just uh, increase it a bit so that my technicians will know what's going on. So please, uh, if it's too low, 
please write it down. The picture quality is also very low. Let us know so that we'll be able to, to adjust it, okay? God bless you for tuning in. God bless you. May the Lord be with you. Uh, and I have a list of some of you who are watching us right now. God bless you, my brother, Kwesi, Ohime J, uh, Princess Alma, Doris Ajare, uh, Ni Afriye Opoku. You are watching us right now. God bless you so much. Uh, we have Lenzes Ajare, uh, and we have uh, Kosia Daso of Fori. God bless you all for watching us live on Faith Walk. And I, I hope the Lord ministers to you tonight. So that the fear that you are encountering shall leave you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, take your Bibles with me and let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. And I want you to pick your Bibles with me right now. And I read, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. He said, now therefore, it means previously you were not. But he said, now you are no longer as strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Hallelujah. And in verse 20, he said that, having been built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself be the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the, in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place ha, of God in the spirit. Hallelujah. This is a very powerful, a powerful scripture. So now, now therefore you are no longer. It means previously, God considered you as a foreigner. Previously, he did not consider you as part of the household of faith or the household of God. Previously, you were a stranger. Previously, you were a foreigner. And now, he said that you have become a fellow citizen with the members of the household of faith. It means that you have now become born again. And if you become born again Christian, the nature of God is planted inside of you. Now, the spirit of the living God begins to build something new inside of you. And you have a nature of God means you act like God. You have been programmed like God. You do things like God. You speak like God. Why? Because God is a king. He is the king of kings, a lot of laws, and he has made you a king and a priest, giving you a bit of his likeness. So you act like God because he has given you his nature. And if you become, uh, uh, if you become like Christ or you, you, you receive the, the nature of Christ, then you become a house, you become part of the household of faith. That's why he said, now therefore, you are no longer strangers. Now therefore, you are no longer foreigners. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Is that how you see yourself? What makes you so different? The difference between you and the difference between the unbelievers is this. You belong to a certain category. You belong to a certain category of power. You belong to a certain category of, of God's likeness. Okay? So there are people within this household of faith, there is something so peculiar in them. 
There is something so special among such people. They are peculiar. They are unique. They are not like any other person. They are not ordinary. They are supernatural beings. And they do things supernaturally. People in the household of faith. So, let me ask you. Are you in the household of faith? Do you belong to the household of faith? Are you a foreigner? Do God consider you a foreigner? Or do God consider you a stranger? Or does God consider you as a fellow citizen with the saints of the members of the household? Now, verse 20 is what I like. It said that, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole body, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Calabrandro. Let me let me let me let me explain here a bit. He said that you've been built under the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and Christ Himself, who is the chief cornerstone. And the reason is this: when Christ comes into our heart, when the Holy Spirit comes into us, He gives us a new nature. And he builds a new system within us. He gives us his spirit. And his spirit leads us. That's why in, in Psalm 23 he said, You lead me in a path of righteousness. It's God that leads you. So he will lead you in a certain light. He will lead you in a certain lifestyle. He will lead you in a certain way. Because you have received what we call the nature of God. Now, when you receive that nature, then you become a part of a certain a society, a part of certain household, and that household we built you up to become a holy temple. That's why I've said here before that our bodies are not our own bodies. These bodies have been sacrificed to God as a living sacrifice, as holy and acceptable unto Him. And because they have been sacrificed, it doesn't belong to us anymore. So if I don't own my body anymore, now the body has not is being built. To become a holy temple in the Lord. And he said that in 22, he said, in whom you also are being built up together for a dreaded place of God in the spirit. So my body now has been built up as a dwelling place for God. Therefore, I'm part of the citizenry of heaven. I'm part of the citizenry of God. In, in fact, I am a citizen. So whatever belongs to the people in this household I'm also part of it. I'm not a foreigner. And what is it in there for those who are in the household of faith? What is there? Blessings. No sickness. Boldness. No fear. Now we are living in a times where you can easily get disease at any time just by contact with another person. Now those in the household of faith are people that have been exempted from this kind of things. Why? Because we live under a certain shelter. We are under a certain covering. And this covering gives us the ability to shield any kind of evil that comes our way. So, for us, we have a shepherd. That's why I say Jesus is, we are, we are built up in Christ, and Jesus being the cornerstone, 
Jesus is our cornerstone. It means that Jesus becomes our shepherd. And he shepherds us. So let's read Psalm 23. And many of us, we read Psalm 23. Some of us can even recite it. And we say all these things. Let me tell you, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. When you hear God's word, it should ignite some level of faith inside of you to go the extra mile to please God. So what is God saying about your situation? What is God saying about COVID-19? What is God saying? Is God talking about fear here? No, because we've said it here. When we're doing faith habits, fear, that God did not give us the spirit of fear. And he gave us this kind of spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of power. He gave us sound mind. He gave us love. So those in the house of faith, fear does not rule us. What we rule, we rule by power. So we can see now, Nana Akufuado has asked all Ghanaians to stay at home. And everybody is at home. Why? Because you have you, you have heard from somebody with authority, somebody with power. When somebody with power speaks, it is established. People obey. Alright? So, the spread God has given us is not a spread of fear, but instead he gave us power. He gave us sound mind. And because he gave us that, once you receive this message, it will build in you faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing the word of God. Now, what word have you heard? That should produce inside of you faith instead of fear. Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You know why God is your shepherd? Because you belong to him. You belong to Christ. And if you belong to Christ, it's God's responsibility. It's Christ's responsibility to take care of you. It's his responsibility to make sure that everything works out for your good. It's God's responsibility to shepherd you. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he said, I shall not want. I've never seen a goat or a sheep who is under the, uh, under the, under the, under the protection of, of a shepherd that is wanting. Because even as they go all around into the bush, they know that the shepherd is there to direct them to the place where good food is, where good nutrients is. So they don't want because you belong to the, 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 the separate fold of Christ, there is a special protection for you. Unless you don't know Jesus. Unless you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Unless you have not taken him as your Lord. Many go to church. It's not about the church that you go. You may go to church, but you have not made Jesus your Lord. If somebody is your Lord, you bow to that person. You listen to the dictates of that person. You don't listen to yourself, but you listen to what your Lord says. If your Lord says go, you go. Sit, sit, sleep, sleep, because he's your Lord. Okay? So your Lord is telling you that because he's shepherding you, you shall not want. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the sword. Now, the question is, he leads you, not you. Why? Because when you belong to this household of faith, there is something peculiar for you. There is something that is inside for you. There is some speciality, something special inside this house for you. And our cornerstone is Christ. Therefore, he is the one that leads. 
He said that I will lead you hmm, beside the still waters. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness. It is he that leads you. Alright? So if you know you are in good hands, you are in Christ's hands, you are under his covering, you are under, under his power, you are under his grace, you are under his shelter. Possible. I am responsible for their food, their protection, their shelter, their everything. I am responsible. There's no way that my, my, my son has ever worried about school fees, has ever worried about what he can eat. And he just goes to the kitchen, there's food there. Why? Because his father has made provision. God makes provision for his children too. Because he's our shepherd. I've never wished that any of my children become sick. Why? Because I'm shepherding them. When they become sick, the burden is on me. So I make sure they eat good food. I make sure they are, they are, they, they, they are, they are well nurtured. I make sure I pray over their lives so that they can have peace. So that me too can also have peace. Because the Bible says that in him there is peace. So there is peace inside Christ. There is peace in him. But how can you find this peace? This peace can only be applicable to you if you belong to that household of faith. If only you belong to that household of faith. He said, he leaves me beside the still waters. Somebody is leading you. That's why he brings us the Holy Spirit to lead us, to teach us. Okay? Verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of, of righteousness for his, for his name's sake. Verse 4, it says that, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. Hallelujah. Now, we are in the valleys of the shadows of death. You don't know when you're going you're gonna to contact somebody with COVID-19. You don't know the person coughing next to you has a sickness. You don't know what's going on with, with the world. You don't even know that even from the air that you breathe, you can even get COVID-19. You don't know. So we are in a, in a time that we are walking in the shadow. We are walking in the valley of the shadow of death. But those in the house of, of faith, they said they don't fear no evil. Because why? They said that because you are with me. Who is with you? Your shepherd. Christ is your shepherd. He is with you. He is with you. Now, think about this. Think about this. Think about this. I hope the Lord can open your eyes to see how shepherds, go on Google, see how shepherds, they manage their sheep and their flocks. Check it out. David had an encounter. He was a shepherd boy. A bear and a lion was competing with one of one of his lambs. And as a shepherd, he took the extra mile and took a risk on his life by fighting the bear, fighting the lion, just to save one single lamb. This is a mere human being, David. How much more God? God will not watch coronavirus touch you because you belong to his shelter. You see, 
That will be an affront to God's power. How can I be in the same house with the Most High God and He allowed me to be sick? How? Take the fear out of you. Build your faith in God in the midst of this adversity that is going on. Even though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will not fear. Why? Because my God, you are with me. So, looking at what David did, all the other lambs, they saw what their shepherd did by saving one of them from two deadly animals. So, what do you think will give them? It will give the rest of them confidence. It will give the rest of them comfort. It will give them faith that, oh no, we are in good hands. We are not afraid. Alright? And I want you to build that confidence in, in your God. Let that confidence be in your God. Walk through the knowledge of the shadows of death. Now you go on the street, there's nobody out. There's nobody out. Everybody's inside. You can go out. Because you're afraid of sickness. Stay at home. But while you are home, build your relationship with God. Meditate on his word. That if my God, you are my shepherd, I have no want. Me, I have no want. Tell him, I have no want. Why? When it comes to protection, you have already provided. Food, you have already provided. Shelter, you have already provided. Healing, you have already provided. That is the duty of a shepherd. That's why David could confidently say that even though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will not fear. I fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Why? Why would rod and staff comfort you? Because you know that the rod and staff is not there to kill you. It is there to give you comfort because it knows that it will not allow you to go wayward. So when anybody is corrected in the household of faith, it's a plus for you. Because you are going to be what? You are, you are being shepherded the right way. Hallelujah. He said, you... Prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He what? Prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. Why? Why? Why would God even do that? Why would even a serpent prepare a table while the enemies are watching? Do you know why? Because the serpent himself is stronger than the enemy. So, while you are eating at your table, the enemy may be watching you, but the enemy dare not come close. Why? Because the shepherd is standing by to strike the enemy if they make any attempt. That's why he built a table before you. And God said, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. <laughs> and verse 6 gives you this. Surely, surely means no doubt. And confirm. Surely, goodness, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Alright, now listen to this. Why would David be so confident 
that goodness and mercy shall follow him. Because he relies on his shepherd. The shepherd who produced goodness. The shepherd that produced love. The shepherd that produced mercy. Okay? So, he said that I fear no who. I fear no evil. And I believe that goodness and mercy shall follow me. Because I'm highly protected. And in all the days of my life, I am protected. All the days of my life, I am under God's covering. All the days of my life, there's nothing to fear. And he said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. If you are in the house of God, aha, goodness and mercy follows you. Because you are in the same household with God. The same household of faith. That's why I want to be ready in Philippians chapter 2. No, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse 19, verse 1. He was talking about that our bodies are knit together. Knit all of them knit together for a purpose. Right? Knit together for a purpose. So, I can assure you that Christ who is our shepherd ensures that the shepherd takes care of you. And because we are in the same household of faith, we are part of a certain class of people that have a special protection for God because our protection comes from him because his responsibility in the household, he being the cornerstone to ensure that people in his household are free from sicknesses and they are free from diseases. Okay? So, as you are listening to us right now, uh, be, be aware that Christ is the chief cornerstone and he is the head of every home. He is the head of, of this house. He is the head of your home. Therefore, if he is the head of your home, whatever you need shall be provided for you. He said that, verse 6 in, in, in Psalm 23, he said that, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He believed that, surely, for sure, goodness shall follow me. Sickness is not part of things that is supposed to follow me. Sin is not part of, of things that is supposed to follow me. Wickedness should not follow me. All that should follow me is what? Goodness. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 7, he said that, the thoughts I have for you, they are good. They are not of evil. It's to give you an expected end. That is the thought of God. And if he says that I am going to shepherd you, let your faith be boosted in him and trust in him absolutely. Let me use the word absolutely. Don't trust in your own self. Don't trust in your own power. Don't trust in your own ability. Don't trust in whatever you yourself you think you can do because that body the responsibility on your body or your nature is not you. It's God. Hallelujah. That's why David confidently said that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Because you have somebody who is your shepherd. That shepherd is God. He is my shepherd. I will not walk. I will walk through the valleys and the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. Because why? You are with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Ephesians 2 verse 19 to 20. And I love this scripture and I want you to, 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 to listen. It said that, if you have a Bible, just open with me. It said that, in whom you also are being built together for a dreaded place of God in the spirit. In whom you also, so me, you, listening to me right now, we have been built together as a dwelling place of God in the spirit. And Christ is in us. The responsibility for this body relies on Christ. You're looking for the fruit of the womb. The responsibility to, to make sure that the womb produces is not your ability. It's Christ's ability because he's your shepherd. Alright? So we started off with Ephesians chapter 2 uh, from verse, verse 1. He said that now therefore let, 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 let's, let, let's go back there so that you, 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 you can understand. For some of you who missed the first part or the intro of this uh, I want you to just come in uh, Ephesians Ephesians 2 verse 19 it said that now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners you are no longer what? strangers and foreigners but you are something <laughs> you are fellow citizens it means you belong to Christ you belong to this household therefore those in this household cancer do not get to their body you know why? Because that body has been built up in God as a dwelling place for God. How can a dwelling place for God be affected with cancer? How can a dwelling place of God be affected with COVID-19? With no offense with those who, who have the disease. No. What I'm trying to say is that if you believe that God is your dwelling place, if you believe that you belong to the household of faith, if you believe that God is your shepherd, it means that the responsibility to be healed, the responsibility for your body to be strong, the responsibility for your body to be taken care of is with him. And with him, there is no fault. He'll take care of you. Only that we lack faith. In times of trouble, we don't put our faith in God. We put our faith in man. We want to look for solutions elsewhere. We're not looking for the Christ and the God in whom all solutions are built. We're looking for worldly solutions. There are so many people who, who, who profess that they know God, who profess that they are in Christ, who profess that they go to church, but in reality, they deny God. And I've shared it here before. I was praying for somebody with diabetes. And this person is a preacher. And I said, do you believe that you've been healed completely? He said, yes, I believe. But I'll continue with my medicine. Then you don't believe. Because if you are healed, you don't need medicine. If indeed you are healed, you don't need it. So if Christ owns your body and you are built together in him, all right, the responsibility of this body to live or die depends on him. Therefore, he who lives inside of you, 
will ensure he gives you what? Strength. So let's read that again. You've been built on the foundation of the apostles and Jesus Christ himself. Be the chief cornerstone. He said what? He's what? The chief cornerstone. In whom the whole body, the whole building, which is this body, your building, is what? Is built up, fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So there is a building taking place inside your body. And your foundation of this body is the apostles and the prophets and Christ himself, who is what? The chief cornerstone. So you can imagine the power that is in you. How your body is being built up. A body that is built up, it is not easy for sicknesses and anything that happens to those outside the household of faith happens to them. No, because we are peculiar. We are from a different threshold. We are from a different, uh, a, a different environment. That environment is called shelter. You are how in a household of faith. Hallelujah. First John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. And it says this, and, and I want you to just, just read this carefully. He said that, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, <laughs> which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled it, Concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. And we have seen. And bear witness. And declare to you that eternal life. Which was with the father. And was manifested to us. That which we have seen. And heard. We declare to you. That you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Christ. And these things we write to you that you may have what joy, that your joy may be full. You see, when you know, that's what I said from the beginning, we heard something. We heard about God. And God Himself manifested Himself to become a man. And when he did that, they said that our eyes saw it. Alright? We looked upon it. Our hands handled it. We are witnesses. And because of this, for this reason, we cannot stop having fellowship with God. And because we cannot stop having fellowship with God, we are more than 100%. That's why the psalmist said, surely, goodness and shall follow me. The same thing Paul is saying, John is saying here. And he said what? He said that, that all things we write to you, that your joy may be full. When you know who God has made you, there is nothing like fear. Everything is joy. Joy. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. That your joy may be full. See, that's why the Bible says in, the, in his presence there is fullness of joy. In God's presence there is fullness of joy. 
And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And he didn't say some of the time. He said forevermore. So coronavirus and every kind of diseases, they, are, they don't fit into the forevermores. Because if he says that his presence is full of joy and pleasure, sickness is not joy. Sickness is not pleasure. All right? So these are not consistent with our faith. It's not consistent with our nature. And it's not consistent with those in the house of faith. If it's not consistent, then we are not part of that. Stop the fear. What I want you to do is this. Continue in that fellowship with your God. Continue in that fellowship. Out of that fellowship, then you build your faith to have that joy. Because fear was not part of the equation. We were never given that spirit of fear. We were given sound mind. We were given power to take rulership, to take leadership, to, to rule this earth, to have dominion. That was what was given to us. Those who rule, they have no fear. Nana Akufaro have no fear. Nana Asantehine of, 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 of Ashanti, he, he has no fear. Why? Because they carry power. If you fear, then you don't know the power that you have. You don't. And that's why I keep saying this. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 said that, Now the Lord is what? Spirit. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, where is the spirit of the Lord? It's inside of me. Did you not know that Christ, who is our cornerstone and our foundation, that we are being built up to be a holy temple, this temple is a temple of the spirit. And wherever that spirit goes, there is liberty, no sickness. So it means that we take liberation to wherever we go. It means that wherever sicknesses are, when we go there, there is healing. Wherever there is poverty, when we go there, we preach the gospel to them for them to receive wealth. Because poverty comes out of lack of power to make wealth. Okay? And that's why those who are poor, they need the gospel. So that's why Jesus was like, those who are poor, preach the gospel to those who are poor. Because if you are poor, you need the gospel to be rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Alright, so 2 Corinthians 17 tells us something. We have been built up a spiritual house. And that spiritual house carries some form of power. And that spiritual house carries something that brings liberation to the world. So wherever we go, we are solutions. We are not the victims. So build yourself this way. Build yourself in the house of God. Make sure you, you remain in that household of faith. Where power dwells. Where power resides. Hallelujah. Hmm. And let, let me take you to the Old Testament in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. Give your Bibles now. And this is very serious scripture. It said that. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun. Shining ever brighter till the full light of the day. Now listen. Please. Read that again. 
Read it again. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun. What kind? It's like the morning sun. Shine ever brighter. Shining. 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 So when you wake up in the morning, the, 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 you see the, the light, it doesn't come straight up high. Okay? It gradually grows up to become a full brighter light. That's how God has made you. He said, that's your path. You see, where there is light, darkness can't comprehend. And he has made you light. Sickness is, is darkness. Sin is darkness. You have been built up a righteous house, a righteous temple for the God, for your God to live in. It means that you carry something so special. Seriously special things. <laughs> So that's why the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus in Acts 10.38, he said that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, we also have been anointed the same way with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Jesus was going about doing good, healing all manner of sicknesses, raising the dead, healing the sick. How did Jesus do that? Because he was anointed with the spirit of the living God. And that spirit can only produce goodness. So he went about doing only good. So are you. As he is, so are you. So the same spirit has been put inside of you. During our last broadcast, I was, I was teaching you about the spirit of God that has come upon us. He said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if that spirit lives inside of you, it brings life to your mortal bodies. So when there is life in your mortal body, anything that is, that is darkness cannot survive it. Because your body has life. Wherever there is life, there is no death. That's why he said that to be carnally minded is death. And this is the area that I'm afraid for many believers. That we become so carnal that we don't even know what Christ has done for us. We run away, we look for solutions elsewhere because we don't see our bodies as belonging to God. When I'm looking for something, I'm just relaxed. Why? Because God, who is the owner of this body, knows how to take care of my body. There is little that I can do. Little I can do to protect myself. That's why Jesus said that he who tries to save his life will lose it. But if you lose your life, you will preserve it. Why? Because for you to lose your life is this. Alright? You have seen that we have prayed to God that God should give you something and it's delayed. Right? Then instead of you losing whatever or, or losing your body to wait on God, you rather seek solutions elsewhere trying to save your life. <laughs> right? In doing so, you are denying God. In doing so, you are denying God of your salvation. So you are looking to do your own, your own solution instead of looking to God. That's why when you sacrifice your body as a living sacrifice, as holy and acceptable unto him, you leave everything concerning your life unto him. If God does not come through for you, nobody else. But let me tell you, God will always come through for you. He has never failed anybody. When only three evil boys 
while the other Hebrews were bowing down to an image, and three of them said that I will not bow to any image except the image of my God. All right, what did Jesus do? What, what did God do? God came through for them. They saw the fire. It was dangerous for them to get in there. They could die out of it. But they said, even if God will not come for me, I will not bow to you. Why? Because they knew where they belonged. They don't belong to where they were. They don't belong to that household of faith. Those in the household of faith, they don't compromise. All the others compromised and they bowed. Except the three. And guess what happened to them? The fire was scorching. The heat was so high that it never came, it never, it never came near them. How? Because the power of God was available. Jesus was inside that oven with them. And the book of Nazareth, I was open. And he said something. He said, I see the, the fourth person of the Son of God. How do you know that? How did he know that God had a son, Jesus, who, who must have been inside the oven? Let me tell you, don't deny God. Because you belong to the house of, household of faith, that all provision has been made for you. Don't give up. Now, this is the time that all of us are locked inside our homes. I only want to encourage you. And my encouragement to you now, it's just build a very good relationship with God right now you are home. Pray more if you can. Read the word more if you can. Romans 10, 17 says this. The more you hear the word, the more faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. Now as you hear God's word, as you hear his promises, as you, you read about the things he has done for other people, that's why the apostles were very confident in first John 1, that the things that we have seen, we heard something from the beginning, but we ourselves we have witnessed it. You see, sometimes I'm not afraid to say some things. I'm not afraid to lay my hands on any sick person. And I've already declared here, for those of you who follow me on Facebook and also those who come to Faith Walk, I'm not afraid, I will not run away from my call as a man of God because somebody has coronavirus. So, because the person has coronavirus, I have to suspend be a pastor who lay hands on the sick because the person, I'm afraid the person will, will, will infect me. That is a denial to my God. So he has asked me to go and heal the sick. He has asked me to go and cast out demons. He has asked me that lay hands. So if you are going to lay hands, you don't run away. You don't run away. You continue in the gift and what God has done for you. You continue in it. Hallelujah. Let this be an encouragement to you right now. Let this be an encouragement to you right now. Do not be afraid. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, that will be our last prayer, our, our last scripture and then we will leave. If your Bible is with you, just, just open that with me. Isaiah chapter 41. Let's start from verse 10. The first one is, fear not, I am with you. Fear not, I am with you. 
Fear not, he is our shepherd. Fear not, because I will take care of you. And sometimes, the way God keeps on reminding us that we should not fear, is that people lack faith. They are always afraid, even though they know that God is with us, but still they are afraid. So God has to keep reminding us. Because this word fear not is in the Bible for 365 times in the Bible. So every day God wants to remind us not to be afraid. He said, I am with you. Be not be dismayed for I am your God. He said, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. This is an assurance from the Most High God. This is an assurance from your who? Your shepherd. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 11. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and they shall be disgraced and they shall be as nothing. I don't know what is up against you right now. I don't know those who are troubling you right now. I don't know what's going on with your life right now. But I can assure you that the same God who delivered Moses and his people from the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, the same God is still alive right now. And the good news is this. This God is alive in me. This God is alive in you, the believer. This God is right here to make sure that your life does not remain the same. That your life becomes a changed one. Believe in him. Believe in the righteous one of God. Because nothing can harm you. Don't be afraid. Even if you shake the hand of somebody with coronavirus, I can assure you that it will not harm you. Because he says something. Is that even if you touch or you trample on a serpent. Or you take up serpents. So they cannot harm you. You eat poison. That's what, if, if I'm lying, then the Bible is also lying. Because I've ate poison and I didn't die. That proves that the word of God is true. That's why some things I'm able to say because of what I think I have gone through myself. I have seen God do it. I've seen God do and heal sicknesses bigger than COVID-19. I've seen God do serious things. Those who the doctors have condemned to die, God heals them. I know before my eyes. So it gives me that confidence in him. What has God done for you? Look at your life. What have you seen him do? From the Bible, the things that he has done, is it encouraging you enough to believe in him? Have your faith inside of him. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in your ability. Trust in the ability of God. The God who works in us to do of his good pleasure. In the same God. Today. Yesterday. In the same God forever. He has not changed. So if he was able to deliver David. From the bears and the lions, he will be able to deliver you from coronavirus. If the same God was able to deliver Daniel from the lion's den, deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fire, the same God is available. The same God is available. 
And the good news is that this God now resides in man. He's not somewhere in the space, somewhere. He's right here inside of me. And my body is a built-up house for him. So he lives inside. So you can imagine. If God is living all of us, living inside all of us, can imagine the change that this world could, could bring. But many of us, we have made the God inside of us so dormant. We, are not, we have not made him active. So our, our bodies have, have been overcome by sicknesses. Things that is happening to the unbelievers that are happening to you. Why? Because you don't even believe that God is housing your temple. That's why it's easy for people to sin against God. Because they believe that it doesn't belong to them. They believe that their bodies is, is, is their own. So they can do whatever they want to do with their bodies. But that's not the case. Yesterday, a lady called me from Sehibakwai. Uh, this is a lady I know uh, who is married to, my, to one of my brothers. And this lady, two years ago, the devil wanted to kill her. And they put a serious sickness on her. She became as thin and lean as something. The, the doctors told, him to, told her to go home and die. And then I didn't have to travel, travel all the way to Sashi. I told my brother to, to let your wife call me and let me pray over her on the phone. And the power of God was able to work through even the phone to bring him into this woman. The doctor said she would die. But when the power of God came in, death became life over the phone. I wasn't there to even lay hands. I spoke as a king that in the name of Jesus be healed. And that power behind that name Jesus made her healed. So she called me yesterday that she's, she's, she's got an ulcer that anytime she eats, uh, that pain, the, she gets serious pain in the stomach and she and she's growing lean again. And I was like, do you believe the same God that healed you the other time do you believe the same God is going to heal you now? She said, I believe. And I said, then in the name of Jesus, be healed. Then all of a sudden, power went through her stomach. And the Lord told me that I should tell her that there is power coming through your stomach. And that power that is going into your stomach is going to make your stomach hurt you right now. Because angels are going to wait on your stomach right now. And instantly, the lady started having pains in the stomach. It started screaming over the phone. She was screaming and screaming. I said, so the moment that pain sh shuts down, that's your healing part. And after five minutes, the pain left this lady. And as I speak now, she can eat freely and she's completely healed. Where was I? I was not in surgery. I was here in Kumasi over the phone. Why? Because the Spirit of God said the words that we speak, they are life and they are spirit. So I spoke life to the situation. And the deadly situation became what? Alive. My brother, my sister listening to us, there is power in the name of Jesus. Welcome to Love Encounter Faith Work Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. 
At Faith Walk, the Lord shall meet your needs according to his riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for a prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faith Walk Ministries at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faith Walk and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faith Walk Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faith Walk Ministries.